Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Sexy Unique Podcast, Summer House Hive. It's me, Lara Marie Shane Halls, your host with the most, and joining me today is the hilarious woman from Down Under. It's literally 6 a.m. her time. I am, full disclosure, such an asshole, and she's woken up beyond the call of duty to be here with us today, Brody Lancaster. Hi. Hi. I feel like having an. How are you? I'm good. I feel like having an Australian on your podcast is like a real full circle moment. It really is, and I can't believe it's taken this long. And I hope that you start a wave of even more Australians coming on because, yeah, you know, as like a longtime listener, I have a love affair with Australians in Australia. So. Yeah. I'm just really blessed to have you. To the point where, like, your interest has inspired my watching of, like, was it Inst- Instant Hotel? Like, I had to see, <laughs> I had to see Babe Instant and Bondi yeah. for myself. <laughs> Babe and Bondi, I'm deducting a point because you didn't have a margarita. <laughs> a margarita? <laughs> I have to work on my yeah, <laughs> margarita. That... <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, I recently watched Before the 90 Days, the most like recent iteration of that, and there was an Australian, uh, an American girl from Yonkers, New York, mm-hmm. was going to meet an Australian girl that lived in like, I think like 
the bush or something. Uh-huh. It really did not look like a desirable location whatsoever. Right. Sounds like the where bush. do you live, by the way? I live in You're Mel- like, I literally live in. The- <laughs> <laughs> I live in Melbourne. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Melbourne appeals. Yeah. I like feel like I could really vibe there. Perth also seems like a chill place. I'm going there soon for the first time. I'll report back. Amazing. And then what's the what's the area where that's like the kind of bohemian like posh area where like Elsa Pataki and Chris Hemsworth live? Oh, Byron Bay. Byron Bay also. Yeah. yeah that yeah. seems like it could really I feel like slam dunk. Yeah, Byron Bay is very like yummy mummies wearing like linens that cost seven hundred dollars and driving Range Rovers, but like owning sustainable um stores with like baby clothes like sustainable baby clothes stores and just mm-hmm. doing and you're like so how mu- do you have this lifestyle <laughs> yeah and, and just doing like, so much cocaine on weekends <laughs> we're generationally wealthy that's how and you're like okay great that's how <laughs> <laughs> there is a really good vanity fair article that came out about like the mom influencers that like it was like a subset of mom influencers that live in Byron Bay and like have this very like linen, like aspirational lifestyle. But really like the whole crux of the article was like how bad they make people, how bad it feels to like actually look at their lives. Like as an outsider, it's like the takeaway was like, you look at their lives that are so beautiful and you end up wanting to kill yourself. I believe it. Like, I love that. And I, I hate it. I hate to love it. And I love to hate it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to have to read that because that feels very familiar. I like my dad grew up like an hour or so away from Byron Bay. And when I was a teenager and we went to visit his parents, I was like, wearing like a band t-shirt and looked like a little like fat boy but um I was like I'm cool there's a music festival that happens at Byron Bay I want to go to Byron Bay and I just remember my grandpa saying like telling me that there were syringes on the ground and you couldn't go which was code for like you know it's a wild place and then when I finally went and I was like 27 and I'm eating like a $40 falafel plate while like people are like dealing ecstasy next to me at the table I was like this is half what I expected and half not (laughs) damn Byron Bay sounds lit it sounds like Erewhon basically (laughs) yeah yeah what from what I've heard of Erewhon it does yeah well I love it have you been to Los Angeles yeah I was there almost exactly five years ago which now is like fucking forever um the, mm-hmm. the way I describe it now is like I never went to America during the Trump presidency, which was, you know, love not exactly by choice. I was supposed to be there for a month in August last year, which obviously didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I came to L.A. and I have a couple of friends who live there. I went to Dash um, and took some photos. Um, a friend. Took oh my God, R.I.P. Dash. It's R.I.P. No Dash. Longer. I know. I mean, thank mm-hmm. God. My like little yeah. Swarovski crystal compact mirror that costs like $50 is still around though. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else did I do? Oh, I did like the, you know, at UCB, how they have their ass cat show and they get like a monologist to, I don't even know if that's a word outside of ass, outside of UCB, but um, a friend of mine was like an improviser there and had me come up and do the monologue for like the ass cat show, which was like, like not even like a life dream because I never would have 
thought. Um, so that was like, you know, amazing. And I was like, I love LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had like the the great LA experience truly you got to do a live show yeah I, I never went on a I never went on a hike I never went to Air One. I I feel like there's no way to say it in an Australian accent Air One. Air One. yeah Air One. yeah it's a little yeah. um it's a little harsh um yeah so long story short I went to LA a few years ago I love that. Yeah. I went to Sydney. I've been to Sydney a couple times and there've been like pockets of Sydney that felt like there was some sort of health food supermarket that I found myself wandering around in and I was like getting Erewhon vibes. Yeah, so yeah. it's like almost like a, the best parts of LA and San Francisco with like no smog. Yeah. And that's Sydney, how I describe like Sydney. Sydney is beautiful. Like I, when I was 21, I moved to New York for a year And I just convinced myself, like, I lived in Melbourne and now I live in New York. And, like, Melbourne versus Sydney, New York versus L.A., like, obviously if I love it here, I'm going to hate L.A. and I'm going to hate Sydney, which I'd never been to. Um, And then when I finally (laughs) went to Sydney, I was like, oh, no, I'm a fucking idiot and this place is great. Like, it also feels very L.A. Like, the first morning I was there, I went to a cafe and there were just, like, actors from several different like major Australian TV shows having breakfast at the tables <laughs> next door. And I, you know, <laughs> our Hollywood the star-studded affair. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so starstruck because Brendan Cowell was having like an acai bowl. I was like, I was there for Mardi Gras. So I was traveling Whoa. with like my friend who was performing at Mardi Gras. And so I was like hanging out with mostly just like gay men and we found ourselves hanging out a lot with like the this like rugby team like gay rugby players who as you can imagine were like very very hot wow and then on my last day there i went to bondi beach like just by myself to spend like the day or whatever and i was running into like the rugby players on the beach and i was like god i'm so international like look i just like have friends in this con- in this continent across the world and like it's all really just like happening for me here <laughs> wow gay rugby players at mardi gras that's a real scene yeah it was mardi gras just happened this weekend just gone and because of like post covid times they, instead of being like a big parade down Oxford Street, they had it in like a sports stadium, which feels violent. <laughs> How do you have, that's like Roman Empire shit. How yeah. do you have a parade in a sports stadium? Well, like, they just walk around in a circle? Yeah, I guess it's mostly for the crowd to have like assigned seating um, mm-hmm. rather than like packing into the streets for like kilometers. But um, yeah, it was just like people doing laps around the stadium rather than walking down a street interesting yeah by all accounts it was a success <laughs> love that for that love that for not them. one for parades anyways <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just like what I, like it basically is i think of it as just walking around in a circle and i'm like how and why Truly, but yeah i'm glad i'm glad that they managed to work it out yeah. do they have like the parties and stuff this year or was it I think, or is that more just like happening low-key i think it probably happened low-key i mean the friends i have in sydney who are big like mardi gras party people wow that's <laughs> that made me sound like <laughs> like the biggest nerd who's never been to a party in her life 
Um, there afterwards they were posting like on social media saying like next year we'll be at a party and then sitting in a gutter afterwards again like that's the romantic idea of what a Mardi Gras party ends up being yeah the my my like where I ended up at like the end of the night in Mardi Gras was like the only woman at a bear bar just like dancing on a platform and then like standing in line with a bunch of men to like use the man's the oh well I guess all the bathrooms were men's rooms at that point (laughs) and I was just like wow this is really like a living the life it's like did you follow that gaze over COVID account they started when they would post like a photo of like a a dinner or a party they would start saying there's always one woman Oh, there's always one always woman, one. and I've been that one woman. Yeah, yeah. on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a COVID real pride really took moment. The, my abilities to be that, yeah, <laughs> to be the one like hag amidst everyone. Yeah, away. But I look forward to going. I look forward to being back in those shoes. It's a reason know, to wear a mask. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's get into Summer House because there's a lot to talk about. We're covering episode two and this is where things really start to like come to light about the Luke, Hannah, Sierra love triangle, mm-hmm. which I guess is going to be like the main drama of the season, yeah. which is sad for Hannah because she just doesn't come off looking well in any of it. Um, But it opens with Luke texting both Hannah and Sierra in the morning and he calls Hannah burn dog, which burn dog is violent. That is like, <laughs> it's violent. It's um, it makes me shudder. And if your guy is calling you anything dog, you are a friend to him. Yeah. Did he do this last season? Like he wasn't calling her dude and burn dog last season. Was he? I don't think so. I can't remember. I feel like he was a little bit, but he was also, they were really flirty with each other. Yeah. And they were hooking up and like, yeah, but then I guess nothing, they hooked up, but they never had sex. Mm. But then we found out this season or this episode that they hung out all summer and were like going on dates and she was spending the night at his apartment every night, which then that's like, you're dating someone. Yeah. She's coming over after work and he's cooking her dinner and then she's sleeping over. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a you're that's like you're not just friends. Friends yeah. don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that with my friends. No. I mean, I wish I did that with some friends, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's very confusing. And yeah. it, I mean, his behavior at this point is like very clearly friend zone behavior. Yes. And yeah. the fact that he literally brought a supermodel nurse to the house is <laughs> also like you're officially in the friend zone. That's a real <laughs> message. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he's trying, like, he doesn't seem like a great communicator, but uh, his actions are speaking louder than words. Yeah, he likes to text and call a lot, but doesn't say much, clearly. Mm -mm. Is it this episode or the last one where he had that line where he was like, I love Hannah, Hannah and I are great friends, or whatever. It was like his um, confessional, and then he said, but Sierra's a beautiful person inside and out. And I was like... I'm offended on Hannah's behalf at that. Yeah. I'm like, all you really have to say is like, hey, I'm not interested in you in like a dating kind of way. Yeah. I want to be friends and I'm, I want to like date this person. And then it's kind of 
open and shut, but yeah. he doesn't. And I can't tell if it's like where he, that's just a bad edit that he's getting where it mm. seems like he's being really like confusing or if he really is like a confusing man. Yeah. Instead, he's just saying like, we have a connection. I love you. He says, I love you. Right. He doesn't say like, I love. Yeah. He out. says, I yeah. love you a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then he is like, what? I told her that we're just friends. <laughs> I'm like, it's awful. And I don't understand like the fascination with Luke in general like I've I mean I can see how people would find him attractive because like if you just put a picture of him without any context at all Mm -hmm. in front of me I'd be like yeah he's attractive but the more you peel back the layers he's like an embarrassing person yeah I mean last season was very much I was very team Luke well not team Luke but I thought Luke was really hot last season I think because it was in comparison to like Kyle and Carl and who are the other men they had on this show? Like Steven, but not really. Uh, no, the Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Who's a true 911, <laughs> a demon straight from <laughs> my sister. So my sister is giving birth today. She's having her C- C-section, having a baby today. And so for the last few months, she's just been like so bored at home texting me saying, what should I watch next? And she's currently watching Vanderpump, which is just for the first time. So it's just a dream of mine that my niece will come out knowing Jax Taylor's Coke voice. But like, um, <laughs> she she did like all of Summer House in like a day or two. And I was just getting these like random texts being like, Paige is cute. These twins are crazy. And then she was like, she, and then she called me and she was like, there's something wrong with this guy, Jordan. I was like, all right, we've got to talk about it. Yeah, there's something deeply wrong with Jordan that yeah. we never really uncovered the answers to. No, and then, like, Danielle was really into him, and it seemed like a desperate thing on both of their parts to be like, give us a storyline that's not about, like, his erectile dysfunction or something. But even just, yeah, like, and the introduction of him and Hannah and Paige being friends seemed so fake. Oh, yeah, he was like he did come in with them as like they like worked, he worked together with Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. And was it really was very into Paige. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. He was really into Paige. She was not into him. And then he ended up hooking up with Jules last season. And she tried to like handcuff was, him like, or something. It was just sad. And I do. Yeah. I miss Jules. Honestly, <laughs> I wish that she was back. She was kind of a, a bit of a weirdo and an odd duck. But yeah. I liked I liked, I thought she was very like resilient, especially when the whole house turned on her and everyone sat her down in a room and were like, we don't like you. Don't like I would have killed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I would have jumped in the pool with like Carl's weights around my neck. But, um, yeah. But she, but she, Jules really like took it in stride. Yeah. And they did that. Um, I'm, I'm a bit rusty on it now, but they did that end of season. Re- it was like the earliest like Zoom union where, um, where Jules, they played like the montage of her like at parties and at social gatherings, just like standing there while no one talked to her. It was like the most depressing thing I've ever seen. I know, but we need depressing Jules to like kind of balance things out. Yeah. And I think if you had given her like a second season, she would have found her. Well, like she would bring more than Danielle is currently bringing. 
Yeah. Like Danielle doesn't, doesn't bother me. She used to kind of bother me, Mm. but I've always been pretty neutral because she's neither here nor there. Like, and I kind of, I was hoping maybe she would hook up with like Carl again Mm. or something would reignite with them. But I think she also, she's serving as like introducing, like she's becoming like a catalyst in a way where like when Luke called and he's like, I'm bringing a friend. And she was like, oh, are you talking about Sierra? Oh, oh my God. She just Brody's cat just walked into the Zoom frame. That is a literal angel feline. You, you did not say that she was no. like beautifully Carol. like all white with like a little cloud. One blue eye and one green eye. So she's like a supermodel. Oh my God. She is a supermodel. And did you say she just jumped up onto my leg? Which is where she sits while I work. She's gone oh now. Oh my god, she's so cute. What's her name? Carol. Carol. <laughs> she's named after Carol. Wow. Carol Radswell. <laughs> I love her. Wow, I'm, yeah. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, she god. really steals the show. She really does, like yeah. a true apparition. <laughs> so we were talking about how Danielle is like the exposition for like, are you bringing Sierra? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Lindsay needs a friend in the house that's like a girlfriend that's like her Ooh. own age. So yeah. at least Danielle can be like a sounding board for her to go mm. to and like complain. And Danielle's kind of, she's, has she been an OG? Like she was there from season one? No, so she kind of, she kind I realized watching this episode that like she originally played like the Sierra role where, you know how the first two seasons, one of those like nightmare twins was obsessed with Carl and then Carl brought Danielle in as his like ex who's now a friend who I'm bringing to the house. And so okay. that's how she was yeah. introduced to everyone and then just became really good friends with Lindsay. Wow. Okay. I've only watched like, part of season one and none of season two but then really started at season three so yeah. i'm in the process of like going back what i love this show has its like own mythology it's always like just when you think things are going well with a man Truly. they just do something to really fuck you up yeah yeah those workers twins were like they're the de- they're the devil incarnate yeah like yeah. i can't that was what turned me off for so long well of course i i think i only stuck with the show because a friend of mine told me that you had to watch seasons 1 and 2 to get the backs or maybe it was someone in your sorry to mention it facebook group but um <laughs> like someone somewhere mentioned that like you have to you have to stick with seasons 1 and 2 to get the amanda kyle backstory um yeah and and then season three is where the dynamic between the cast really levels out. But like the, those workers twins and Steven were truly the worst people to ever be cast on reality TV. Yeah. And I remember they were just so it was like, I already have to deal with Stassi like week to week. And that's enough like satanic mm. energy for me. Like I can't deal with like, a carbon copy yeah version of Stasi on the east coast and two of them but worse yeah and mm-hmm. they they would brag about how their mother taught them the party trick of like taking one tit out while you were when you got drunk and so there's like a scene in season it's like the one funny thing any of like i don't know the difference lauren or whatever the other one is but carl i guess was with Danielle or with another girl like sitting on a beach chair at like a weekend party 
and one of the twins was wasted and just she was wearing a one piece and just like pulled it down under her like enormous boob and just had it out and hopped in a circle on one leg in front of Carl as if to be like that was her party trick that was gonna like get his attention wow. away from another girl and it truly is like a masterpiece of TV, but also okay. you don't want to hang out with that person. You don't want to watch that person on Summer House. No, and you don't want to date that person. I'm sorry, <laughs> but hopping around with your tit out is not a calling card for a man. Well, and I'm like mother of the year award. <laughs> I love like my mom really was an amazing mentor to me who taught me so much. <laughs> Okay, well, I can't wait now to go back and, like, finish this. Because yeah. I think it makes me feel better knowing that they're off now. Like, that I don't, like, yeah. it's a limited time that we have to deal with them, and then mm. they'll be gone. Mm. Um, That makes it easier to go back and watch. They must have, like, they must have looked at the success of, obviously, with the backdoor pilot, but, like, they must have looked at the success of Vanderpump at the time and been like, we need this, but just on the East Coast. We just need this, like, evil blonde... And her like minions. Little did they know that like mm-hmm. Lindsay Hub Hubhouse? Lindsay Hubbard? What's her last name? <laughs> Lindsay Hubs would um would be the one. Yeah, but okay, so Lindsay so I've had like Summer House to me feels it's like akin to Vanderpump rules and that it's like a group of friends like mm-hmm. hanging out, getting wasted and having sex with each other. But it also feels like more aspirational and like less dark Mm -hmm. it's like and more like escapist like fun fantasy world and there are people like when I first started watching when I came in at like season three and like a little bit of season one I truly like hated Kyle and I think we were introduced to him like when he was like trolling Stassi in the hot tub I was just like this guy is truly the worst person but now I like love him yeah like I feel I'm just like god I love him like a little brother or something like that <laughs> fr- I feel the same I have a complicated relationship with Kyle but then my friend Kirsty, who introduced me to like Vanderpump and and Summer House and so many other things um probably your podcast as well she um compared him on the weekend to a mix a perfect like combination of Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval where he's like mm-hmm. chaos and he's like control. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. And then I like, I was, Lindsay was a hard one for me to like wrap my head around too, but now I'm obsessed with Lindsay. Really? Like she is, yeah, like to me, like she is someone that I would think of as like the ultimate like babe who's just like always, she's, so reactionary it's like there's a very specific type of um woman who acts the way Lindsay does in a relationship where Mm -hmm. it's just like everything you do is counterintuitive to having like the relationship that you really want yes and I love to watch that kind of craziness (laughs) play out because it's very entertaining but I also like I really empathize with that because I think it's like behavior that a lot of women can fall into yeah And I just, like, I enjoy 
everything every single thing that she does I like laugh (laughs) and and not even in like a Vanderpump like oh my god like I hate them but I love them I'm like I love her she's just so mad at everything she's so mad at everything she her list of like her goals her like timeline for (laughs) I realized that she had I mean you empathize with that because it's like she was what 34 she met Stravi who like worked for Tao. She was like this guy. Um, and then after a year, she was like, I've wasted a year. What am I going to do? Meet someone new and try to have a baby and get married. It's like him or nothing. Um, which is so dark and sad to watch play out, especially I don't think they're together now. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm not totally caught up with this season yet, okay. So, but I know that he does like, leave the house and then like i think that there she like told him it was okay to leave and then he leaves and she's like what the fuck <laughs> which, which i also classic obsessed with yeah, yeah. it's like classic this, Lindsay. this episode was the hey could you he said he asked for a drink because she came in carrying a drink which i think is like a fair thing to be like hey i want one um but also when he was like hey could you make me a sandwich and she just goes to the next room and is like he never made me a fucking sandwich and I was like, <laughs> Lindsay, he just asked. Have you ever asked? Yeah, like he is clearly like stressed out, has has to work. It's yeah. not I don't think he's like choosing to work, but she's the kind of person that processes everything as though it's like an affront to her or yes. like a judgment on her. Yeah, yeah. And that would be a tough person maybe to be friends with or to like navigate a friendship with. Yeah. But to watch it, it's like endlessly entertaining oh yeah she knows she's gonna get so mad she's a perfect reality (laughs) tv like character i also thought that he was in the bathroom the first few times she came into the room while he was working i have no idea where he is in space and time because the way (laughs) they film him is as though he's existing in another dimension yeah because they film him his reflection from the bathroom mirror, yeah. but then he's in his own little like cove away I from the room. I wonder if it's because they like, have those, wrap my head. those fixed cameras and they were like, we either get this or we don't, like they didn't have a camera on the other angle because they were like, what, it's just like the the window or something. Yeah. My last, my guest on the last episode, Joe Gunn, said his theory is that this house is like a house built by the devil to like lure souls in because you can't understand like the architecture of yeah. like where anything is spatially. It's in Suspiria. And as you're it's talking Suspiria, about, you're always just going down into new rooms. Yeah. And it's like the Overlook Hotel, like where you enter, but you don't like, rooms are in places and they have like windows that don't make sense like that would there would not be light coming from that window so yes. it very much is like a vortex yeah and Lindsay <laughs> loves it remember when she walked in and she was like magazines throw parties here <laughs> yeah she was like i've never been inside but i've been to this house a lot and i was like well you're about to get sucked inside and you will be chewed up and spit out by the demonic forces that run this house <laughs> everyone is kind of being cursed like i think that also it's like i'm seeing a lot of women be like driven to the brink of sanity by men in especially in this episode and i feel like it's gonna like just continue to happen for the rest of the season because like hannah is losing her mind like she she's starting to unravel and i do believe like it will just continue yeah 
everyone's worried about her like Paige and Amanda are worried that like she's not going to be able to keep it together and they want to find out Luke's backstory with Sierra Mm. and also like Luke's beard thank god he finally like shaved it off but I don't understand I mean, I don't like a flesh-colored blonde beard in the first place. I mean, we started this long segue with like discussing whether or not Luke is hot, but like Luke mm-hmm. is not hot with the beard, and also building building his workbench to make his rings. I mean, that sentence is the least hot. <laughs> I gotta build a bench to make my rings. <laughs> Not even his rings, his bracelets, which no, is worse than a ring, honestly. Not, oh yeah, my God. it was his bracelets. And then I, because I feel like I went on an Instagram deep dive to see what he, the fuck he was talking about and then found his jewelry line. And I was just like, I've never recovered. Like there's nothing. No. And I like, when he's building this workbench, it seems like uneven. So I'm like, how are you? Like, if you can't build the workbench, I don't trust your craftsmanship. Yeah. Period. Yeah, it's like he he's just he's like I'm from Minnesota and I take my shirt off a lot so I have to be handy. Um mm-hmm. but he's not handy. What was he saying like he made friends with squirrels and like there was there was some darkness in Luke. <laughs> yeah, he was like saw some turkeys walking by and he's like wonder if I could train them like my squirrels. <laughs> and I was like Luke, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah, lockdown really <laughs> did, did a number on Luke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Carl, we get a lot of Carl backstory in this episode, mm-hmm. which I'm glad to like learn more about his journey. Yeah. But I'm also like still feel like we haven't gotten to like the heart of what has damaged him so so much. Yeah, like he talks about his brother and his parents' divorce. I mean, those are things that, you know, can damage a person or like lead them to totally be as self-destructive as he has been over the last few years. But, um, I, I need to understand what was the like switch from that to like new Carl. Mm-hmm. This is just reminding like, me what? that like during lockdown, I started getting press releases from God knows how they found me, but like, I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. And it was from like people doing press for some podcast that had Carl this is how I learned about Carl's sobriety. And it was like the two headlines I got were Carl Radke <laughs> exclusively reveals he's now sober. And then the other one was Avery, as in Ramona's daughter from Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> Avery Singer to discuss Ramona and Mario's dating antics this Friday. So I got, Oh my God. <laughs> I got this, this interview, this link to an interview about Carl discussing how he's spending his quarantine in the Hamptons why he's watching beauty tutorials, his favorite Tiger King character, what led him to become sober, how working at Loverboy is changing, why he's off Twitter and Reddit for good. Oh, Carl was a Redditor. Why he would rather focus on himself than enter a relationship right now, how an ex reached out to him during quarantine, cleaning the summer house mansion to avoid drama, his messiest castmate, and more. (laughs) Like, it sounds like that's it. That's a lot. That's a lot to cover. And also Tiger King feels like it came out a decade ago. Yeah, that came out in 1995. I know. God. <laughs> well, Carl also is like, I mean, I love that he's slowing down on the drinking because it seemed like that was like a very destructive habit that he had formed. But it's also like he's not exactly sober. Like he's like 
sober curious he's like not (laughs) drinking as much yeah but I'm like I don't know and I don't know like how you would even manage to be sober when there's literally not one other sober person Mm. in like a party house Mm. with you like it would be almost impossible well yeah like the first night they were like making pizzas and Hannah was like should we do shot like it was very Britney like if there's nothing else to do shots (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also like I mean, it's not their responsibility to, like, help Carl, like, achieve sobriety by any Mm. means. But, like, I was just a little bit like, wow, he literally said, you just had a conversation with him where he said, like, he wasn't drinking and alcohol was really a problem. And then, like, the next scene, you're like, Carl, I know you're, like, sober or whatever, but, like, want to do a shot? And it's like, (laughs) no, that's, like. (laughs) Supportive. (laughs) Yeah, so kind of you to include him. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he like had a had a rock bottom moment or something and that has kind of scared him straight. Last episode he said like he went to a dinner with friends and he was so fucked up that he was falling asleep at the table and that was his rock bottom. But like even Joe was like that's not. I'm like that's a Tuesday night, babe. Like Yeah, and that's also <laughs> every talk weekend about in the really Hamptons. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think there had to be something more than that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, MeUndies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of ten women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going 
going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. How are you finding the, like, structure of this season? Because obviously we used to have the, like, we're going to New York or then we're going to, like, all these bars around the Hamptons and now they're just bringing activities to the house. I'm not mad at it so far. Like, I, as I said, I'm, like, not totally caught up with the season. Like, I'm kind of just doing it now, like, binging in real time as I record these episodes. But, like, I like it so far. I miss, I miss the, like long intro the most like with the theme song of the show and them like throwing a football across the sand like right now it just it just has like a wave coming up on the on the shore and that's it and I really liked the summer house intro (laughs) but I I just I find myself buying into like they're they're like roller rink i'm like they have so much fun that that roller rink was like the fucking saddest thing i've ever seen (laughs) it was very small it was really small and it's it was it really gave the sense of like um it really you know i empathized with them because it's that thing where like you put so you're like this is going to be so fun we've got someone doing this we're all going to dress up we're all going to like i assume they're doing a lot of drugs but that's another question that I have for the sober the sober house, the summer house. Um, <laughs> sober house. Oh my god. You just thought of an incredible Bravo idea. Wow. A spin-off called Sober House, where you put all the most like addictive cast members into oh a god. sober living. It's Carl. We get Diane Warren from <laughs> It's Carl, and then it's like the situation from Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, we get Carl, we get Jax, Carl. 
We get Whitney's dad from uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake. We City. get Shay. Uh, <laughs> Shay. We bring back Shay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and maybe it's just like a man, like men in the in the sober house together. Yeah. Vying to be the number one guy in the group. I mean, sober house does not have like a, a feminine energy to me. No, it's a violent male energy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Snooky comes in. Fighting but, tooth but, uh, and nail to be the most sober. <laughs> Snooky comes in, but only when she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Jersey Show lately. Um, uh, such a good show. Yeah, the roller skating party at the start when it first, I mean, I'm sorry, we're jumping everywhere. But like when it's it okay. first started, it looked like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Um, but then they did like a, what did, what did, um, Kyle called it like a daisy chain or something where they all like stood in a circle Mm -hmm. and held hands and the camera was like up above them and it looked like so many people, like 10 is so many people. Yeah. It's a big, it's kind of a big group. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I could lose So there's a a lot to cover. (laughs) I mean, there's like. It would be hard. I admire their ability to like get it up for a day of activities like this because it's like you're waking up in the morning, you have to film. Then Carl's like, we all have to watch my mom get married, which is like sweet. But it's also like, if you don't know, is you're like, why do I care about this? But I guess I'll like watch your mom get married. And Sierra like just sitting there and goes, time. I love love. <laughs> She's like, I just and met you yesterday, like, but congrats, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, like rattling off the day's activities and then like at 8 p.m. we're going to have like the roller skating. And if by 8 p.m. like you've been sunning yourself and like drinking all day, the last thing that I would want to do is like get dressed up to go out to the backyard and like roller skate around. So they do keep their energy like high to accommodate the like plan of doing these things because I think Bravo probably had to they're like we have to figure out something for you to do like. I don't think we can just like have you sit around and like drink every night. Yeah. I mean, you can do that, but you also have to do other stuff. I mean, stuff. you will do that. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I guess I'm just like, as a newly like non drinking person myself, like just I'm very clued into like how much they do actually drink like mm. all day. So it's like always a glass of rosé, always a lover boy, always a cocktail, shots at night. And I'm just like, wow, I would not be able to keep up with that. And then they get mad that like, or they kind of have little like sidelong judgments of like Hannah and Paige being in bed at 11 a.m. And it's like, I would fucking be too if I was drinking like spritz out of a can all night in the sun. Yeah, no, I'm like how Danielle and like how everyone manages to look so fresh faced is shocking to me yeah yeah there's a lot of like quarantine darkness in in that house yeah um sierra Paige like digs into sierra's past and like sidebars with her in the pool and we find out that sierra and luke met a couple summers before and she spent like two-ish weeks at his house in minnesota met his whole family they hooked up and then he ghosted her shortly after that to get back with his ex who he's been like in love with on and off and was kind of the reason that he couldn't date anyone for a really long time because he was like trying to get over her. But now they're like 
they started FaceTiming last summer while he was, I guess, flirting with Hannah slash semi dating her mm. and then have been like kind of building since then. Yeah. It was it was weird to realize that Sierra wasn't the ex like there's a third woman now in this picture because yeah last summer he was he was telling Hannah that that was his kind of you know barrier against a new relationship was like his feelings for his ex and then we'd see him go into his room and when he wasn't playing his guitar he was like I think they show a clip of it he's like on the phone to Sierra being like why do you look so good yeah and so like when they all remember last season when they all went out to dinner and then like confronted him about oh, yeah. talking to another girl. Well, they said like, that when was the last about... time you had sex? And he was like, yeah. last week or something. Was that with Sierra or was that just another girl? I mean, I have to, you, we have to assume so, right? Because he was with Sierra or flirting with Sierra, ghosted her for someone else. And then was clearly broken up with whoever that was when he started, when he came on the show Mm -hmm. and picked back up, picked back up with her last summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very confusing. Yeah. But it's also like kind of clear that he's just like a bit of a fuck boy in this whole situation. He's like the, you know, that tweet that's like, you're. You're sleeping with the text man for texts. Like he, he, Luke is, Luke is just the text guy. He like has all these like very intimate, like female relationships that he can like kind of pick up whenever he's, you know, feeling empty and needs some validation. Totally. Like he, I think he really, you've hit the nail on the head. He like loves to have a woman that he can FaceTime or like that gives him that kind of girlfriend security without having to provide anything back. Mm. I just can't imagine like wanting to text so many people. I can like barely text like two people and like return a text message. And the only person I really ever FaceTime (laughs) is my mom. And that's like takes up a lot. It's like a lot for me. Yeah. And so to think of having like a rotating cast of like five guys that I'd have to be constantly texting and FaceTiming is my nightmare. And during normal life as well, like not just during quarantine when there's nothing to do, but talk to people. Um, yeah, and he it's that thing, too, where he has that – I mean, I've kind of been in this situation before where, like, you think there's, like, an intimacy with someone, but because you're not sleeping together and because you haven't said, like, what are we? Are we – like, you haven't, like, defined the relationship. Um, there's always that easy out to be like, oh, we were just friends. That's just friendship. That's just what mm-hmm. friendship is, is talking all the time and me saying I love you and blah, blah, blah. And it makes, yeah. like, I've been, I've kind of been in that position as, as Hannah of being like, whoa, 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 like you feel fucking crazy and you feel like, I mean, not to like overuse the word, like gaslit to a point of being like, we were both on the same page of what this was. Um, sorry, Carol, yeah. Carol is digging in a plant. Get over there. She has the same affinity for soil as <laughs> my dog does. <laughs> <laughs> she loves mulch. Mm um yeah yeah i think there's like this nebulous like there's like being friends and then there's this like nebulous intimacy like purgatory that some like 
relationships can fall into where it's an elevated friendship, but it's not like a romantic relationship, mm. but it has parts of both. And there needs to now be like a, a name for it because it's something that I've, I've been in that. I've seen girlfriends of mine fall into that too mm. for like extended periods of time. And like, we need to like give this a name yeah. and, may- and then maybe we can like, because I feel all like benefit. I feel like, like there are like an- annoying headlines. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there have been like annoying headlines that I've seen about like, are you in a textuation? And it's always like, I'm not going to read that Be- because there's also yeah. like with, with Hannah and Luke and with like the times that it's been in like what I'm in, you don't really realize it because you're like, you're going to dinner or you're like going out together or whatever. And it's just kind of like, when's something going to happen? When is it going to happen? And then the next thing you know, that person's in a relationship with somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I had something else that I was going to bring up here and now I'm forgetting it. Never mind. Oh, Hannah, Hannah just got engaged to somebody else. Is this a spoiler? Wait, she is engaged. Do you see that on Instagram? I thought that was a joke. No, she's genuinely engaged to like a comedian called Des. <laughs> I like drop the mic and like crawl away. <laughs> I crawl into my toilet and go swim in the sewer. Lara's and gone. Try and, like, find myself again. Wait, I literally thought that was and a joke. I was like, oh my god, a hilarious prank, and then just yeah. clicked out of it and didn't even. So I'm not like a giggly squad listener regularly me neither but I'm, I'm subscribed so it comes up every now and then and it's always like the titles of their episode are like giggling about brad pitt or something and i'm like i want to hear you talk about summer house mm-hmm. so not interested but um this week yeah. it was like giggling about hannah's engagement and so i actually listened and i'm sorry if this is like breaking the fourth wall in a way that people don't like but Spoiler alert. No, it's Hannah. okay. I, we needed to know breaking news here Bra- now. Like, <laughs> I'm, I truly did not think that this was yeah. real. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's real. And she was saying that he, he proposed to her via song, via like a self-composed song that he recorded on his phone in the toilet and then came to her in bed and she had just listened to it and he said no listen to it again and like knelt next to the bed and as she was listening to it again like gave her a ring um but they were talking about it as if and basically saying that like these songs are like a thing that he does and so she was like they 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 described the summer house as like i think it's something like prison with a pool which is so fucked up but like she was saying like i might be getting the name wrong but it's something like that and she was saying to Paige, like you know in the summer when we were in the prison with a pool and i would wake up in the morning and we would listen to his songs in bed together and so like they were she was like teeing it up with the guy she's now engaged to while all of this luke stuff was happening over Luke and like being distressed. Yeah. Wow. Which I mean, you know, if we think about it like she's a normal person, which I guess she is, um, it would be tough to like have this thing and being like, am I going to commit to this person or am I going to pursue this relationship when there's this guy here who I have this like, you know, attraction to or like yeah. connection to? 
Well, you can't have both, obviously. Like, if you're that, like, into Luke yeah. to the extent that it seems like she's into him, like, there, what room would there be emotionally to, yeah. like, have a Des in your life? <laughs> <laughs> and we all need a Des in our lives. My, I'm just, like, really stuck on this, like, song, like, a song singing. I just yes. think male comedians are truly, there may be, like, a handful of ones that are actually funny, but, like, zero that I would ever want to be in like a romantic relationship yeah I mean Des like the day that they got engaged I saw that he I guess because Hannah tagged him in a photo and people were like oh now I'm gonna follow him for like Hannah content um and they've been together maybe like eight months and so he said like when you know you know and then later in the day posted one of his stand-up clips and was like to all my new followers like Here's what I do. And it's like, uh, no one's here for this. Ooh. Ooh, Des. <laughs> I'm like, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck with this relationship. And um, we'll see what happens. I wonder I if he'll end up being in the house then. Like, I if was they about film to say, I do season. not want to see Des in the summer house. I think that this could be the cringe content that we crave and we need in our lives. That's so true. I would be open to it. But wow, I truly, I'm sh- I'm in shock. I I honestly was like, oh, this is a hilarious joke. No, but that that isn't even that hilarious. So I'm no. just gonna forget about it and pretend yeah. it's not even real. It would have wow. been a great okay. joke, well, but sadly, it's real. Congratulations. I guess. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay and Steven are really having a rough go of it. It seems like the best thing for their relationship would have been for Steven to stay in New York and for Lindsay to have like a fun, flirty summer, being like the queen bee of a house and have like her own room and just like live, laugh, and love with her friend Danielle. Yeah. And just fight with him over the phone. Yeah, like she's just getting really offended at everything he does, which I've been there as like a girlfriend who's crossing over into like the nightmare zone of just being like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Like, blah, blah, blah. But when he's like, clearly his industry is being like decimated by the global pandemic, he probably is like trying to keep it together at all costs like getting on every phone call trying to figure it out and make it work and then it's like Lindsay also I mean I I don't know how PR did during the pandemic but I assume I mean maybe it did okay because you were getting press releases about certain things but like I imagine hers took a hit as well but she also has a job which is being on a reality tv show so like that still worked out yeah Lindsay doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot yeah. yeah well she like, like where are the quotes for the restaurant <laughs> by way of like introducing him and his like stress she says he works in the biggest restaurant group in the world and yes they went from 15 staff to three but pay attention to me <laughs> it's like Lindsay. he's doing the job of literally six people he never made me a drink like like he, asked- he never made me a drink. Then I just wants a drink. Like he thinks she's like, you're working a lot. That's going to be great for you. And then like leaves. And I'm like, Lindsay, you're horrible. But like keep trolling. I live for yes. it. Like I think a guy like to 
be with a woman like Lindsay, I feel like a man is making up for like past life karma or something where they have to now like have a Lindsay situation in their life. Uh-huh. And I don't, I mean that in like the kindest way possible. Cause I really am obsessed with her and like love her. And I do, I don't necessarily feel like Stravi is her perfect match. I think she will find mm-hmm. a good match someday, but I think she also needs to just throw the timeline out the window and like, she needs to live. let herself be free. Yeah. And like, you don't have to like have a baby by a certain age or get married by a certain age. Like yeah. you're a, attractive smart funny woman you're fiercely independent and like you will find a a good partner for yourself just is not gonna happen traditionally like how it happens for everyone else and it's not gonna happen here she needs to marry like an italian (laughs) man or like a you know someone who when she says you're not gonna pay attention to me that they're like oh or they scream back at her and it's like this like yeah sexual fiery passion not violence it's like a yeah, fiery passion is the word, but <laughs> not sexual yeah. violence. I like. I saw a lot. Like she needs sexual violence. I know. I saw a lot of promise with her and Payman when she dated him. Well, I was like, same. This could be yeah. And but I'm with you. I I could see her with like an Italian, yeah, hot headed Italian man. She's hot headed. That's yeah. I wrote down the only quote I wrote down from this episode was all caps. You have to work. This is how you fucking treat me. <laughs> Yes, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> when she's fucking trashed and like slurring her words and stomped into a room and then accuses someone basically of like being mean to her by working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, you're gonna work? Oh, you're gonna work? This is work? how you treat me? I just have to open the blind because there's like a beautiful sunrise outside. <laughs> gorgeous ushering in a new day yeah i can see the light pouring in the next morning there's kyle's birthday begins with everyone being jolted awake by a tornado warning (laughs) which i was like (laughs) very (laughs) into i did not know that tornadoes could happen in the hamptons but i guess that's global warming for you and i think all that happened was like a like a little uh one of those circular hedge plants at the front door fell over (laughs) yeah a topiary was blown over (laughs) panic and chaos ensued but then everything calmed down and then the stove guy comes to try and fix the stove which is like my obsession is this this the stove drama like i'm very invested yeah yeah. and like he can't he can't fix it he's taking it all apart i did not know that stoves like were the kind of thing that someone would come and like take a part and then like order a part for yeah and it's one of those like eight burner like range viking ranges or whatever they are yeah it made me scared to ever like own a house or try and buy anything really nice like a huge viking stove yeah. because what if it fucking breaks and then you have to order a part for your stove yeah. like it's a car or something well also like i'm I'm a piece of shit, and every time I own something that breaks, I just buy a new one. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm really contributing to, like, a waste cycle, but (laughs) I don't know, like, my toast, I tried to clean my toaster during lockdown, and then it wasn't toasting properly, and I called and was like, do you repair toasters? And the guy was like, no, we need the parts, and then hung up. And so I was like, I guess I'm buying a new toaster. (laughs) No, I tried. I'm going to order parts for a toaster. Yeah. I don't get it. 
Yeah, the stove is throwing me, but I'm I'm riveted, and I do hope that it gets fixed eventually. The, the stove guy <laughs> arrives, and they're all just like a new character's entered the scene. Mm-hmm. Like I would love him to just, I would love him to eventually be invited into the fold, and then he just becomes part of their quarantine bubble, and like that's how he becomes a character on Summer House. <laughs> He's the man Lindsay's been waiting for. Maybe, yeah, maybe the stove guy is her dream man after all. Well, he'll be back with that part. Hmm. Um. Hannah has a really tough scene with Sierra where she like knocks on her bedroom door and then is like standing there ready to like make girl talk but it also is very much coming from like a place it's like I don't believe that it's coming from like a genuine place of wanting to be friends it's like more about like if I can't be with this guy like I'm gonna try and turn you against him too yes yeah and you see it happen happen later where someone says like we all know the situation. Like, Sierra is the only one who kind of doesn't know what Hannah's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so Sierra tells Luke that, or tells Hannah that Luke told her, like, during the whole time, I guess he, he and Hannah were, like, dating over that summer, Luke was also talking to Sierra, and then when he kind of took up with her, he said that he never slept with Hannah because he didn't want her to get attached because they weren't, they were only friends. Which I'm like, this would, I would leave, <laughs> leave the summer house. Yeah. Yeah. And sacrifice Luke on his own bench. <laughs> on his, yeah, tie him to the bench. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have, let the turkeys, like, end him. <laughs> Yeah, cover him in like honey ricotta toast, tie him to the branch with his bracelets, and then let the turkeys have their way. Just get him with seeds. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. So that was like a really rough. Hannah's just getting dealt like blow after blow. Yeah. I think at a certain point has just got to like give it up. Watching that as well, it's you realize. I mean, Hannah's getting a Luke's getting a bad edit, but I think Hannah is also going to get a really bad edit this season from what I've seen so far and like but watching that scene you kind of see that both of them are right like both what they're both saying is true to a point like you know Hannah's like we had dinner every night we talk every day we hooked up hooked up but didn't have sex but still that's intimacy like all of those things yeah. are intimacy and a and a relationship no like whether it's a you know dating or not um that w- like the defining it as dating seems to be like the sticking point for them but then you know Luke is also right that he's like I love Hannah we're really close he refers to her as his go-to which I was like god save me if anyone ever described me as their go-to yeah please don't um <laughs> But, like, you know, he was like, we never had sex because I knew that would be a line, you know, essentially in our relationship that we couldn't cross. Um, and so as shitty as it is, as, as it would be to hear, like, they're both being honest. They're just, like, mm-hmm. they've interpreted the same set of events so differently. Yeah. And there's, it's like, they're now kind of airing out what the deal was, but they needed to have a more clarifying conversation with each other about yeah. like their intentions long term and their expectations. Because mm. then Sierra's experience is also like, 
very like she's been dating this guy who said that he was friends with this girl and like it just is not everyone is a little bit unclear on something Mm. but now it's all coming to light and it's hard to pinpoint a villain in the situation because it's just like a confusing situation to begin with and also like i get that sierra is busy working as like a covid nurse but surely you would watch the show before coming on yeah, you would think, I guess. Yeah. I cannot maybe, imagine. Maybe going... she just doesn't care that much. Yeah. I mean, she just wants to lay in the sun and not be in a hospital, which. Yeah, I can't say I blame her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, understandable. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I think the ultimate takeaway is that Luke is undeserving of either of these women and that they both would do themselves a huge favor by moving on and like ending whatever romantic relationship or yeah. interest they have in this person. Well, cause that would also teach Luke a very valuable lesson, which is like, just because you look like this and you have this like earnest demeanor doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you can say whatever you want to women and they will just stick. Like he's, he's very used to like doing the bare minimum and getting whatever he wants um yeah so yeah it would my first note was an earnest man (laughs) exclamation point (laughs) because you just don't see you just don't see men speaking the way that he does often and i think that kind of disarms hannah and sierra and like whoever else kind of comes into his orbit and gets sucked in totally and i don't think he thinks of himself as manipulative but his actions are kind of manipulative. Yeah. Because it's like women interpret that kind of communication style and those actions as being like, oh, you're into me. Like you maybe want a relationship with me or this is going somewhere. Yeah. Whereas he's like, no, I just wanted anyone to talk to. Yeah. I just like want someone to talk to and like sleep next to at night and like have like a girlfriend experience without the actual commitment of a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I like Amanda's like birthday gift to Kyle. I thought was very cute with like the send it grill and everyone making them like dinner and stuff. And that was just like a sweet thing. It was. I'm very like sweet. into their relationship. I'm glad to see that they're doing well. Yeah, they've had a. It's been rocky at times. They were really cute. Like at either end of the table, I felt like there was an in joke that I didn't know the origins of where everyone said like wow what an attractive couple every time they approached the table (laughs) (laughs) and carl like what was carl the sommelier and he took his Mm -hmm. role so seriously he's kind of upstairs being like should i offer them another beverage (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was cool like when they do when they play like they do a good job of like playing the game with each other yeah 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 But watching them kind of, they earlier, like they're sitting at far ends of that. It's just watching COVID play out is tough. (laughs) And like Mm -hmm. watching them at either end of that table as they're kind of like, well, we've got to keep our distance. And they had like a, like they were FaceTiming like both of their parents earlier. And like someone says, do you think we're going to have a vaccinated public by June 19th or whatever? And I was like... Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I'm like, well, the answer is probably not. Probably <laughs> at not. At this point. But, but good luck with yeah. your wedding. <laughs> I know. Like, for some reason, it makes me... Like, processing COVID through watching a show like Summer House that's happening, like, during all of it somehow makes it, like, easier or makes it seem, like, better in retrospect. Like, mm. and so, and I think that's what the show does best is, like, it just is such, like, escapism from the searing, horrible reality that we have lived in day to day for the last year yeah yeah i'm so glad it exists like i'm so glad that we got the thought of not having summer house for another year was true i know it was actually yeah that would have been something that like to take to have vanderpump rules kind of like die at the the not even like a fiery death just like a puttering out into like who knows what's gonna happen now and then the thought of not having Summer House, it was almost too much to bear. But I'm glad that they like pulled it together and gave it gave us the show we deserved. And then also, did you hear that Winter House is like apparently filming? Yeah, I don't watch. Is it Southern Charm, right? That the other people are yeah. from. I've never watched Southern Charm. I've heard like all bad things. Um, I thought it was only Kyle and Carl that they've taken to Winterhouse, but apparently they've also got Paige and Amanda, which I'm into. I think Paige needs a spin-off. After watching this episode, her, like, yeah. bringing in all those racks of clothes and then going, I'm tired. I was like, this is the hills. This is, like, all yeah. the city. Like, we need the Paige spin-off, like a next-gen Whitney Port kind of thing. Totally. She has like that, like even Joe, my last guest was like, she has kind of a Bethany Frankel energy, like a young Bethany, like take on things. And she's sassy and like independent. And I like her. I like watching her work. Yeah. Her like (laughs) just her outfits. Like, I mean, yeah, her tone is also really great. Like she doesn't have that like harshness that Bethany could have. I mean, this week, Bethany was, like, railing against Meghan Markle, which, read the room. Yeah, but I was like, like, honey, stop. Stop. (laughs) Not the time. Um, Again, Carol Radziwill had the perfect take on it, where she compared it to, like, Carolyn Bissett, and she was like, you know, you could look at this family and not know what it was like to marry into it. And I was like, Carol, you are literal royalty and celebrity, so you're the only person who can talk about this. Um, What was I saying? Oh, Paige. But she, like... You know, she's she's rich and spoiled and beautiful and doesn't work, but you still like her, which is kind mm-hmm. of a magic thing for a person on TV to be. So I think Paige has totally spin-off potential. And she's done a good job. Like she has that hustle of like she has her Instagram and is turning that into her business and like clearly is passionate about it and doing a great job of it. And mm-hmm. so I was like I'm I'm into that for her. Yeah. I'd love to see more. I love her relationship with Perry where she has this guy that like dotes on her and is clearly also rich and she's just like, I don't know if I like this that much. Yeah, I forgot I had a boyfriend. Oops. <laughs> Justice for Perry. He sounds like a great guy. He's so gorgeous. Yeah, he's hot. They're hot together. They take beautiful photos. He helps her with her photo shoots. 
But I also like, doesn't Paige have a really, she's really close with her dad. I think so. Yeah. I think both her parents. Okay. Yeah. She seems like pretty well adjusted at the end of the day. So I think that that is fun to watch because as a woman, like if you're the more, the better relationship you have with your parents and the more well adjusted you are, the less inclined you're probably going to be to enter a relationship that you don't like, or you're going to have like extremely high standards. So aspirational I mean based, strikes again based on the previews for this season there's like a moment of her thinking about going back to Carl which could be fun could be fun I love like them I'm glad that they like made out that one season and had the like will they or won't they and that she decided ultimately they won't mm-hmm. and so I could always go for round two of that because I'm pretty certain that she would never actually like have sex with him or date him seriously yeah. Yeah, he'll be in love with her forever. He will be. She's like the one that got away and she played it right where she was just like, I ask you to call me. You never call me. And then you treat me like you're into me on the weekends and that's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like next. And she's like sitting at a group dinner and she was like, Carl doesn't call me during the week. And they were all like. I love them confronting each other at dinner because no one really does that. Like in groups of friends, like you just don't air people out at dinner, but they do. Like it's like absolutely normal behavior that everyone does. And I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much input producers have on a season like this where, I mean, that house is massive. There's clearly like a video village in there somewhere and people going up to Mm -hmm. Hannah and being like, pull Luke and Sierra away at dinner. Yeah, I there has to be because I've seen I've been to a couple like events of like a Vanderpump Rules like um, gathering. So I've seen when they film like kind of how it happens where a few people will go off to the side and they'll just like film for a while. And it's like no one you're not supposed to like bother them or anything like that. So there must be, I guess, yeah, producers living in that house as well, Mm. which is so weird to think about because you don't see them and, like, they're not ever spoken to or anything, but they're definitely there. And it's so spy cam. Yeah, I love the spy cam element. Mm. I mean, people just talk shit because they don't see the cameras. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, I'm like, I shudder to think, like, what people would catch me doing in a spy just like talking to tony and like talking to myself like having fights with people that (laughs) having like fake arguments like in the shower and like really telling people off like i would it would be too much i would get like bury myself like starting starting like a video like hit workout class and then after 12 minutes like checking my steps and then being like that's enough Yeah. <laughs> and just sitting down and watching yeah. the rest of it. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised that they like managed to work out and stuff like while they're in the summer house. Like yeah. that was the first thing that I just like abandoned during COVID was like, yeah. I can't just like make myself exercise if I don't have like a class that I go to or someone tells me yeah. every single thing I need to be doing. I have the same. I literally this week I had. Uh, like therapy last week where I was like I'm just I'm not going on walks I'm not doing these classes that I sign up for and my therapist literally gave me like a bedtime and like a time to set my alarm she was like 
phone down at 9.30 and it's like, you know, a no screens before bed is something I know mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do. But unless she's like, I'm paying her to tell me to do it, I'm never going to do it. So now I'm trying to be a good girl and do as I'm told. But I'm the same. Yeah. I like... I got like a lower back injury twice in the last six months because I was just like not going out enough um, and not like doing enough exercise. And the fact that it happened the second time, like tells you that I did not learn my lesson the first time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's bad. (laughs) No, the sedentary like lifestyle of COVID has really like taken its toll. I mean, we had a, we had like a really harsh lockdown here for like almost four months where we were only allowed out to exercise for max an hour a day at the worst, at the like most strict version of it. Um, and we had to wear masks the whole time. Um, like even if we were alone. So I feel like I have a reasonable like excuse because of that, but also there's no fucking excuse. (laughs) No, it's just been like hard to even muster up the energy yeah yeah but in the summer house they really make it work it's heaven hats off to them (laughs) (laughs) um what else i feel like we really covered a lot of ground we really did i mean i wrote a note because i did some digging on stravi because i wanted to remind myself where he worked when Lindsay said he works at like the biggest hospitality group um oh yeah what did you find out well he worked at tau he doesn't work there anymore. And I also wrote he's a super spreader <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> like a few weeks ago he did like a I haven't seen my mom in over a year and post a photo with his parent. But then all through quarantine, all through COVID, like every couple of weeks he was in a different city. So I was like, okay. Wow. Like when they were filming Shabby. when they were filming Summer House. I think it must have been when he left because he's posting photos from like, you know, that street in DC where they wrote black lives matter in the yellow, like he's posting Mm -hmm. photos from there and being like, getting to know my new city. And it's like in July. Wow. So did he move to DC? Well, then he's like back in the West village and he's, he's very, I mean, he thinks he probably thinks he's very good at Instagram, but I can't think of anything worse than like, he posts like a corner of the West village and there's like a, a red Vespa in the frame. And he's like so much history in one photo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, he, he and Lindsay mustn't follow each other or be like, they must be blocked or something. Cause he is, she's no longer tagged in any of his photos, which. Damn. COVID yeah. Claims another relationship. Yeah. I mean, it had to be claimed. It was sacrificed. Yeah. If you're yelling at your SO for working and interpreting that as like a personal, like some during sort a time of when everyone has lost their jobs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, then I think it's time to call it on the relationship front. Yeah, I mean, the last note I had was also about Carl's sandwich that he eats with his mom. Yeah, that sandwich sounds really good. I yeah. mean. Turkey. I'm, I'm. I never knew such a thing. Yeah, capicola. Is that gabagool? Yeah, that Great. is gabagool. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much. <laughs> there was something else, and then fries, yeah. all grilled, fries. On like this stacked sandwich. Yeah, on like a hoagie, 
which is a lot, but I'm like, I'm, it sounds like the perfect hangover food. Oh yeah. A post-wedding feast. mm -hmm. The the mornings or the moments where my like mental health has been like the most tenuous are when I decide to pace, pace mate, postmate from this place called Fat Sal's that is one of the only places in LA that will put like It'll put like French fries and chicken fingers in a sandwich with other yeah. like meats and cheeses and stuff. And it's, it's good, but it's also like, that's when cedars, I need to be like sent right to cedars because I'm like yeah. in a total spiral of like a French. Fr- so I always just associate French fries on sandwich with like a real red zone for me. Yeah. But this looked great. There needs to be like a, a function on the like food delivery apps where it's like, if I order this, Send an ambulance. <laughs> you need to contact my emergency contacts and let them know that they need to check in on me and ask me how I'm doing. Because the answer is not fucking well. The answer is not well, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, all of that Carl, Carl stuff with his mom was really cute. Sandwich aside. Yeah, I'm into like learning more about him and like his brother. Like I'm, he's opening mm. up and I, I want to just know... I want to know more about the mysteries of Carl. So you're not up to date on the current season yet? No, I'm not up to date. Okay. Um, There's like real... Something really sad happens, right? Yeah. We learn, okay. more, we learn more and more, but not really. Okay. I think they're kind of... I think this is kind of just planting the seeds of Carl's family stuff being kind of um, sad. Mm-hmm. That really center. Yeah, I mean, he described his mom's new husband as what did he say? Like, Lou is an angel he's from just, heaven. He's an angel from heaven. He goes, he takes her out on dates and he buys her Christmas presents. And I was like, wow, <laughs> wow, that's very cute for them. An but angel. also seems like maybe the bare minimum that you would do in a relationship. Yeah, look, that's not angelic behavior to me, but. Clearly, clearly Love the, that for them. the red keys have, have had some tough times. Yeah. And then I, the episode ends with like the real gut punch of Luke saying in front of Sierra to Hannah, Hannah, we never dated. <laughs> that was really like, I don't know how you recover from that. It seems like <laughs> Hannah may not recover from that. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to recover from that. Is that the part where he says to her, like, I see you all the time. FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. And we- Lindsay is wasted in the corner listening to them. And she just goes, this is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone's sitting around, like, basically, like, silently listening to them, like, fight. I think they are. I mean, Paige and Amanda definitely are like sipping drinks and leaning to the side. They're two feet away from them also. They're like right next to the couch. (laughs) I mean, that house is big, but it's not that big. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's rough. It's also I think it's rough for Hannah as well to have that said in front of Sierra because she... As we all do, like when you have a conversation with someone you're in a relationship, like an intimate relationship with, the way you relay what happened to your friends is always like, you know. A little bit different. You're yeah. not a reliable narrator. 
And so to have someone else there is like, like kind of like a, you know, forcing you to tell the truth about it. That's rough. No one wants to tell the mm-hmm. truth about those conversations. Yeah, because you see Hannah and Paige, like every time they're off by themselves, Hannah's like, he's obsessed with me. Like, yeah. He's texting me all the time. Like he is in love with me. He's in and love then, with like, me. I've got him like wrapped around my little finger. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, we literally never dated. And it's then you're just like. Ugh. So rough. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to be in that situation. No. Whatsoever. But also, I mean, I'm, I was about to say justice for Hannah, but then I don't believe that. <laughs> No, I don't think she'll get justice. And I think now that she's with a sing-song comedian, things have maybe potentially gotten even worse. Yeah, I mean, I wh- whose songs are worse? Funny songs or Luke's very earnest songs? I mean, I wouldn't want either. No, I think your best bet is like somewhere in the middle. No just songs. a no song. Yeah, yeah. I'd go for a no song. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would too, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast, for waking up prior to dawn to do it with me. <laughs> it was a dream. <laughs> and just bringing, bringing the true energy of a, a no pre-dawn energy. <laughs> the energy of a new day. <laughs> I, put on, I put on lipstick and that's, that woke me up. No, it literally, I was like, oh, it must be like 6 p.m. where she is or like she's, it's like early evening. And then I was like, what time is it? And you're like, it's 6 a.m. And the sun has literally risen in Melbourne as we podcast. Look how much brighter so, it is now than when we started when I was just like in a dark I know, room. Li- a whole new in day. A cave. Yeah. <laughs> On the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, we are podcasting from the future that I have not yet lived. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've got no coronavirus, it. but also no vaccine. Um, you know, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, well, you take what you can get. Yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you. I'm on uh, socials uh, at Brody Lancaster. And that's all you need to know. I love that. Twitter, Keeping it mostly. short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. What else am I doing? I mean, nothing really. I'm, yeah. I'm working like an office job at the moment, so nothing exciting. Well, getting on social, that's <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> More than I can say for myself at this time. I'm, I'm a real page. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And until next time, bye. Bye.